Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our show, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to follow us so you're notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 20 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and I truly appreciate that. So before we even get deep into the episode, y'all know I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we want to thank you for letting us come together again. Thank you for letting me get on this platform one more time. And Father God, I thank you for all the subscribers and listeners you have blessed me with. I pray that I continue to use this ministry to uplift and glorify your name. I pray that through this podcast, people are able to grow closer to you, have a greater understanding of you, and also become more obedient to you and what you have told them to do. I pray that through this episode, someone, just one person out there, will accept the season that God has them in. And I pray that this episode helps me to grow as well. Lord, we pray for the families of the children that were killed recently. We pray for peace over the land and protection over the land and peace for those families. And your peace, that peace of yours that surpasses all understanding, Lord. I pray that through this episode, you speak through me. I pray that there is less of me and more of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So now that I've invited my co-hosts into the room, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So if you would like to submit any high or low moments that you have, you can always do that by DMing us on either our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address. I'll be sure that the information is on the screen for you. And remember, if you want to be kept anonymous, just let me know and I will pray for you in private. So I did get a high submission this week from the Underground Queens. They are a podcast, so you guys be sure to go and support them. I'll be sure to include their show in the show notes. But their high is, it's been a peaceful week at work, spending time in the mornings talking to God, spent time flowing with God, letting him guide me through rest and recovery. And that is so amazing. I actually spent last week spending more time with God in a fast. So I really know what you mean when you say that it has been a peaceful week for you and being able to spend time with God just makes it so much better. So congratulations on that. I love when y'all tell me y'all spending time with God because y'all know that's the most important time and person that you need to spend time with. I will say thank God that I didn't get any low submissions this week. I pray that that means that all of you are out there doing well, but I am always keeping y'all in my prayers. But remember, if you do have anything you want us to be in agreement with you on, just let us know. 
we will be in prayer. But I'm going to go ahead and switch over to my high and low moments for the week. My high for this week is congratulations to my younger cousin. She graduated from Tulane Law School this past weekend. And me and my mom traveled over there to watch her walk across the stage. We are so proud of her. Law school is a major accomplishment. And we know that it was not easy. So our prayers are with you as you are getting ready to study for that bar exam. And we know that you will pass it on the first try because you are a child of God. And God is working through you. But everybody out there, please be in agreement with my cousin that she will pass the bar exam on her first try. But congratulations, Erica. So my low for this week, I will have to say my heart is so heavy for the parents of the Texas shooting. I've seen it everywhere on YouTube, on the news, on my social media platforms. And it's one of those things that I want to try to get so far from because the thought of it. I have my own little cousins, y'all know, and the thought of losing them from just going to school is so hurtful. And also the thought of how the parents feel right now, how the grandparents feel right now, how the aunts and uncles feel right now, it hurts. It truly hurts me. So I just want to send prayers out and encouragement out to all of the families who lost someone during that shooting. And my prayer is that this country gets into a better system with these guns and people get more mental health help as well. Both of those are needed in this country. But, you know, my hope is ultimately in God. And I just pray for his protection over my family and your families as well. But remember, y'all, keep all of those people in your prayers. They're definitely going to need those prayers during this time. Yesterday, I was trying my best like to stay away from it because it's everywhere. Of course, you want to be informed, but at the same time, who wants to see that sad news? It's just so sad. But like I said, my prayers are with them, and I know that God will get them through this. So remember, If you do want to submit any high and low moments to the podcast, you can do so by submitting those to us at our Facebook page, Instagram page, or our email address. And if you do send those, you do have the chance to be featured on the podcast. But that's all the high and lows that I have for this week. So let's go ahead and jump into the word. Did y'all miss me? I miss y'all and I'm so happy to be back. I really do appreciate y'all for allowing me to take time off to get myself together. I must say that I did learn some amazing things during my fast. Y'all be sure to check out my fasting blog that's going to come out this Saturday where I document my entire week fasting and I talk about everything that I learned during the fast. So definitely go and check that out. But I'm so happy to be back talking in this mic and looking at this camera spending time with you guys and telling y'all what God wants me to tell y'all. So let's get started. As I mentioned in my high for this week, I recently saw my younger cousin graduate. And like I said, such a huge accomplishment. So, so proud of her. But I have to be honest, as I was sitting in that audience, seeing so many graduates getting ready to move to the next season of their life and take it by storm, I did reflect on my current season and where I'm at right now in life. Now, I must say, many, many moons ago, I really did think that I got through the feeling of not being content in my season because I was no longer sad through holidays. I was appreciating being around my family and not dwelling on the fact that I didn't have my own family unit. 
I've honestly been happy at family gatherings. So I thought that I had it under control. But just because you've reached contentment in your life doesn't mean the enemy won't try to sneak in and make you feel discontent about something. He'll try to make those old feelings come back. That's just something that he does. And that's exactly what he tried to do with me. He reminded me of those old feelings I had when I would sit at family gatherings all alone without my own family unit and seeing all of my cousins get married and feeling lonely. He reminded me of that. But because I am rooted in God and I have him as my protector, my strength, my rock, my sustainer, he didn't win. The enemy didn't win. I'm rooted in Christ. So I know that what God tells me is louder than what the enemy tells me. And God tells me to be content in every season. So therefore, I am content. I am not lonely. I have God. He's my best friend. He's my husband for right now, you know. And I want to shout out to Brianna Petty, my recent guest, who gave me that little nugget that whatever God says is louder than the enemy's lies. And that is so true. But I did have to remind myself that God has a plan for me and he knows that plan. And whatever plan that he has for me is 10 times better than what I can even think of. My husband will be 10 times better than what I imagine. My children will be 10 times sweeter than I ever imagined. But I just have to sit still and wait on him. And when it's time, his perfect plan will come together. And me, being rooted in Christ, I trust that that is true. And I don't believe the lies of the enemy. The enemy is telling me, look, look at you. You didn't accomplish anything in your life. You're almost 30 years old and you still don't have a family. You still don't have a husband. You aren't even dating. You're not at the top of your career. Your podcast isn't even where you want it. This is all the stuff that the enemy is telling me. As I'm trying to celebrate my little cousin. But I had to speak against him. Because I know what my God told me. I know that my God is happy with where I'm at. And eventually, when it's time, he's going to get me to exactly where he planned for me to go, ultimately. Now, like I said, in this season, I just need to be still and wait on God for my next season. When his perfect plan is going to come all together. But when I say be still, I don't mean sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Can y'all see? (laughs) I don't mean that. When I say be still and wait, I mean, I'm not going to move in haste. And I talked about that during that be still series. Y'all be sure to go check that out. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. But I'm going to continue to be still and yield to what God is telling me to do. When I make my next step, it's going to be according to God. So I'm not going to just go to school so I can graduate and get the glory of everybody. If that's not what God told me to do, I wouldn't be yielding to him. I'd be going past him and moving ahead. Because who even says he has a plan for me to go back to college? He ain't telling me to do that. And while I'm yielding to God in the meantime, during my season, I'm going to be fixing my eyes on him. In his word, doing the last thing that he told me to do and reminding myself of his promises. So because I know this, I begin to fix my eyes on him when I returned home. 
And then God reminded me of this little scripture, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, where it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And with that scripture, God reaffirmed me to focus on my right now season and not get so fixated on what my next season is going to look like. So I'm sitting here on this mic in front of this camera to tell you, sis, accept your season and do not dwell on the season that you wish to be in. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And I want to point out three reasons why you shouldn't dwell on the season that you want to be in and just accept the season that you are in. And of course, of course, y'all, I am going to pair those reasons with some biblical background as always. So for those of you who have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to Jonah to get started. So the first reason you need to accept the season that you're in is because the season that you're in can be teaching you something and also teaching someone else something. So, for example, the current season that I'm in in my life right now I am teaching you all through this podcast, but y'all aren't the only ones that I'm teaching through this podcast. I'm also teaching myself. Yes, I'm teaching myself. These episodes come from experiences that I go through. So for example, with the I backslid episode, God reminded me of what he told me and he told me that I backslid. So I got in his word and I found the story of someone backsliding. And that story showed me that just because I failed, it didn't have to be fatal. And what I did with that is I got up on this platform and I shared with y'all that message. And y'all, in that episode, I got so much feedback from people telling me that God was speaking directly to them. Ain't that so good? So just imagine if I skip over this season in my life, the people that I'll miss. The people that need to hear the word that God tells me. So a great biblical example of this scenario that I'm giving y'all of a season in your life teaching you and also teaching someone else is the story of Jonah. So in the first chapter of Jonah, verse two, God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh and teach the people to get rid of their evil ways. So instead of being obedient, Jonah attempted to run away from God and completely forget what he told him to do. But we all know how that story ended. He ended up being inside of a fish for three days. But if y'all want like the complete details on that, I did do an amazing episode talking about that part of Jonah. I'll be sure to include that episode in the show notes as well. But I want to pick up in the story after Jonah is released from the fish. And he decides to obey God and go to the people of Nineveh and teach them to turn away from their evil ways. So in Jonah chapter 3 verses 5 through 10, we see that Jonah does tell the people to go away from their evil ways. So it says, on the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put a burlap to show their sorrow. And so then going on in verse 10, we see that God recognized what they were doing and he proceeded to forgive them. 
It says, God saw their actions that they had turned from their evil ways. So God relented from the disaster he had threatened them with and he did not do it. So the season that Jonah was in going to preach to the people of Nineveh, it saved them. It taught them turn away from their evil ways. But then in Jonah 3, we see that God wasn't only trying to teach the people of Nineveh something. He was also trying to teach Jonah something as well. So after the people of Nineveh repented and turned from their wicked ways, Jonah becomes angry. Yes, angry. And his heart is revealed. So in Jonah chapter 4 verse 2, Jonah says, Please, Lord, isn't this what I said while I was still in my own country? That's why I fled toward Tarshish in the first place. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and one who relents from sending disaster. And then in verse 4, God asked Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? So God knew that Jonah had an anger problem. And God knew that Jonah had an issue with forgiveness. So God decided to kill two birds with one stone. He was going to save the people of Nineveh and also show Jonah that you need to forgive and you need to let go of your anger. So if Jonah didn't sit in that season and accept what God was trying to do, he would have never realized his anger. He would have never realized that he had issues with forgiveness. And then also he would have never preached to the people of Nineveh to save them. So you want to accept the season that God has you in because you don't want to miss what he's trying to teach you and you don't want to miss what he needs you to teach someone else. We have to remember this life isn't all about us. It's about him at the end of the day. So in your spare time this week, I challenge you to read Jonah chapter four in its entirety to see how God gets Jonah to realize his anger issues and his issues with forgiveness and how he corrects him. I promise y'all it's an amazing read. So definitely take time out to do that. The second reason that you need to accept the season you're in is because your season may be preparing you for your next season. It's like math. One fundamental builds on the next. You cannot master algebra without first mastering adding and subtracting. It's impossible. You have to know how to do that before you can even solve an algebra equation. So I do have a personal example that I can share. (laughs) So recently I petitioned God for an update on my Christian spouse. And do y'all know that that man told me that I had work to do? He got me all the way together, y'all. And I can do anything but laugh because I know that I have work to do. And God revealed the things to me that I needed to work on. Glory to God that he did that because he didn't have to. But he revealed to me the things I need to work on. And I'm working on them right now. And I know at the time that I petitioned him, I wasn't doing the work that I need to do. And that's what your single season is all about. You should be building yourself. You should be working on yourself, finding out what you like, finding out what you're interested in, finding out what makes you comfortable, finding out your likes and dislikes. In your single season, you need to fully know your identity before you try to merge it with someone else. So God doesn't want me to be ear prepared when it comes to marriage. So, for example, 
I don't want to load my insecurities on my husband and make it his responsibility to make me feel better about my insecurities. That's not his job. That's my job. It's my responsibility to work within my inner self so I can see myself as God sees me, so I can accept the person that God created me to be. If I don't do that work and say that I skipped this season and go and get married, then I'll be causing unnecessary issues in my marriage with my husband when it comes to my insecurities. Because like if he sees me and he doesn't say, hey, you're beautiful, then I'm going to be feeling bad. Then I'm going to pick an argument with him because I feel insecure about my body. No, I don't want to cause unnecessary issues in my marriage. I want to be whole when it comes to marriage, you know, or an example outside of marriage for my people who are already married. Say that you are in a season of debt right now and you're waiting for the next season of being debt free, right? So during your season of debt, you should be preparing yourself, learning how to manage money. You shouldn't just be sitting there paying off your debt and not getting your mind mentally prepared when you do get that abundance of provision. Because if you don't, when you do get into that next season of financial abundance, then you'll fall right back into the same ways that you had before and you'll find yourself right back in debt. I have a great example for that too. Holy Spirit just reminded me of it. So y'all know that I'm going through the process of becoming debt-free. Glory to God, I have an amazing mother who is so good at financial management and she's been managing my finances for me. And so a couple months back, she gave me a credit card and she told me, you can have this credit card because I gave her all of my credit cards. I was like, eh, I want none of them. So she told me, hey, you can have this credit card. And so me, I honestly, I hadn't been doing the work prior to because I wasn't tempted. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have credit cards. I had cut them all up. So I wasn't tempted to go spend anything. But once I had one back in my hand, y'all, I ran that credit card bill up so quick and I maxed out that card. I let myself right back into debt on that card because I didn't do the work in the season of preparation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that one because that was definitely not in my notes. And then another example, if I bring back up my cousin who just graduated from law school and now she has to take the bar. In this season of her life, she just doesn't need to be celebrating that she graduated law school. Yeah, I got my degree. Okay, sis. You got your degree, but you need to pass your bar. We need you to be studying for that. We need you to get prepared for the bar so you can really celebrate, so you can really begin to practice law, so you can be a real lawyer. You know, I hope those are great examples. I tried to really break it down and make it clear, but you want to prepare yourself for whatever that next season of your life that you see. So I want you to examine whatever you see that next season of your life being. I want you to examine and see what you need to work on in this waiting season of your life. So therefore, you're not being still and twirling your thumbs like I talked about before. You're being still and you're preparing in that season. Like my pastor says, you better stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Now, a great biblical example of this is the parable of the 10 virgins that can be found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. So the parable talks about 10 virgins. So five of them are wise and five of them are foolish, but all 10 of them have lamps, right? And they're getting ready to meet their grooms. Their grooms are like on the way to them. 
So someone tells them, hey, the grooms are close. And so they all head out to go and wait for the grooms, right? So the five wise women, what they do is they take oil for their lamps just in case the grooms take a little bit longer than they think it's going to take. But the five foolish women, they don't. They just go with their lamps. So, of course, the grooms are delayed and it takes them a little bit longer. So the foolish women, they're running out of oil for their lamps. And so as the men are actually getting closer, the foolish women, they realize, hey, we're running out of oil. We're running out of light. So they have to head back to town to go get oil for their lamps. And as they are gone getting the oil for their lamps, their grooms show up and they miss them. They were not prepared for their next season of life. And that's why I said that this is a perfect biblical example of not being prepared. Because if they had been prepared like the five wise women, then they would have had oil for their lamps so they wouldn't have to leave. The five wise women, they were prepared. They prepared in their waiting season. And I'm petitioning to y'all right now to please prepare in the season that you are in because I don't want you to miss what God has for you in your next season because you weren't prepared. Or the other thing that can happen is you won't miss what God has for you. You'll get it. But when you get it, you'll fumble it. Like I did with that credit card, y'all. You'll fumble it. I don't want you to mess up the blessing that God has for you. I want you to be prepared for the next season that you're waiting on. And I want you to be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So work on all four of those areas before you get to your next season. Now, I did use this parable to show the significance of being prepared in your next season, but I don't want y'all to miss the main message from this parable that Jesus was trying to get over to the people that he was preaching to. The main message from this parable is to be prepared for when Christ returns for his second coming. So in your spare time, after you study Jonah, I want you to read the parable of the 10 virgins found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, to see the message that Jesus was preaching of being ready for the second coming of Christ. All right, so the third and final reason that you need to accept the season that you're in is because you don't want to be so focused on the what if that you miss the right now. So I remember after I ended things with my college ex, I would be at family get togethers dwelling on the fact that I didn't have my own family unit. I talked about that in the introduction of this episode. And I stayed like that for a long time. For many, many years, I was like discontent when I was at family events because I was focusing on the fact that I didn't have my own family unit. And I was missing the blessing that God gave to me, which is having a loving family that gets together and having all my family members right now. And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people are missing family members. A lot of people, they don't get along with their family members. And here I was with such an amazing blessing, completely missing it because I'm focusing on what I don't have. And I never want you to miss the blessing that you do have in your right now season, focusing on the season that you wish to be in. When I was able to actually get past the 
discontent feeling, I was actually able to appreciate my family. And I must say, the process of being content in every season, it was a journey. I did document it on the podcast. I'll be sure to include that playlist in the show notes as well. Because I talked about feeling discontent and then my journey of contentment. And then finally, when I reached completion, I realized that I was complete already in Christ. But I'll be sure to include that all in the show notes. But when I was able to focus on in my season right now, look at the blessings that I have. I may not have that, but look at what I do have. So what I mean by that is, for example, I'm able to assist my cousins with their kids whenever they need me to because I don't have a kid in myself where I can't assist or I don't have a husband where I have to do things with him. I'm able to babysit or pick the kids up whenever they need me to. And that's a blessing. That's a true blessing because, honestly, my two godchildren, I never thought that they would stay in our hometown again. Both of them were born in different states, and I would have to travel to go see them. I wasn't able to spend a lot of one-on-one time with them because they stay out of state. I never thought that they would move back home, but God worked things out, and they moved back home, and I'm able to see them whenever I want to. And let's just say that I was still spending my days being discontent. I would have missed the blessing of having them so close to me and being able to see them grow up, being able to be in their lives, having them being able to remember me and have the memories of me that I have of my aunts and my uncles growing up. Since I'm living in my right now and not focusing on the next season of my life, I'm able to really live in the moment, really focus on those positive moments. So if ever, who knows, they may move back out of state, but if they ever do, I'll be able to reflect on those positive memories because they won't be bogged down with negative thoughts of not having my own family unit. I pray to God that makes sense. So a great biblical example that I thought of when I was trying to think of like a scenario of this in the Bible was the parable of the lost son. It's found in Luke chapter 15 verses 11 through 32. So in that parable, the father has two sons and the younger son asks for his inheritance. Now, this was significant at that point in time because inheritance was something that you received, you know, once your father was getting older and getting ready to pass on. But this dad, he wasn't old or sick or anything. The younger son was asking for the inheritance way too soon. So after he got his inheritance, he leaves his father's home and he travels a distance away. And then he loses his entire inheritance, wasting it on crazy things, right? So after spending all of his money, he had to work for someone feeding pigs. Now, y'all know pigs are nasty. And he had to work and feed the pigs. So initially, before he left home, he wasn't thinking about how good his current season was. He wasn't thinking about not having to really fend for himself, not having to pay bills and being able to live with his parents and be close to his brother and different things like that. And specifically not have to work with pigs. He wasn't thinking about the good things of his current season. He was reflecting on the things that he couldn't do. Like, hey, 
I can't leave my dad's house. I have to be under my dad. I don't want to do that. I want to have my own money. He wasn't reflecting on how good he had it. So when he was at this job feeding these pigs, he thought back. He said, and this is found in verse 17, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. He remembered. He remembered how good he had it. He realized that he was taking advantage of the great life that he already had because he was so focused in his next season and not focused on the right now season. I use this parable to show you the significance of being present in your current season. If you aren't present in your current season, you're so much more likely to rush into your next season when you're not ready. And then you'll fumble like he did. But I don't want you to miss the significance and the main message from that parable that Jesus was trying to get over to the people. So the main message of that parable is grace and mercy, realizing the grace and mercy that Christ gives us. So in your spare time, I challenge you after reading Jonah chapter four and then reading in Matthew, I challenge you to read the entire parable of the lost son found in Luke chapter 15, 11 through 32, to see in full the grace and mercy displayed in that parable. So I have given y'all all three of the reasons why you should accept the current season you're in. So you have no reason not to accept your season right now. Now, remember, I want y'all to do those challenges that I gave y'all because it is very important to reflect on the word of God for yourselves, okay? Before getting into the announcement portion of this episode, y'all know I have two questions for y'all. The same questions I ask every single week. I want to know, what was your key takeaway from this episode? And also, if you learned something new. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to comment down below in the comment section. And if you're watching on Spotify, answer in the Q&A portion of the app. I can't wait to read y'all's comments. Y'all know the goal for this podcast is to be like a virtual life group. So I love hearing what you have to say and having dialogue with you all is such a fun thing to do. So be sure to comment down below what you learned and what your takeaway was. Now, y'all know, I never want to end an episode without allowing someone to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says... Truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. So if you can never think of a time where you actually did this right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. I accept you as my Savior, and I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for delivering and forgiving me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And we are so excited and happy to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, 
be sure to connect with a Bible teaching church. That is the first essential step that you must take in your new walk with Christ. If you cannot find a local church in your area, I always leave my church's live stream link down below in the show notes where we go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. And then the second essential step, in my opinion, is to check the show notes down below and purchase our Reborn workbook. That workbook is going to give you so many great nuggets and tools to use during your new walk. And I also want to say, if you are a seasoned saint or you've been in this walk for a little while, I feel like that workbook is good for you as well. So don't count yourself out. Definitely check the link down below. All right, so that's all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank you so much for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you are watching on YouTube and you are watching the premiere, I see you in the chat. We see each other. Thank you so much for spending time with me and supporting me. If you are watching on our audio platforms, thank you. Thank you so much. Please remember to leave a review. It really does help the podcast go a long way and spread the ministry. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Y'all know I'm on the road to 1000. So every subscription helps. So please be sure to do that. And then tell a friend to tell another friend to tell another friend to subscribe. And then no matter where you're listening, I want you to share this with five of your friends. We have to let our friends know to accept the season that they are in. Once you accept the season that you're in, I promise you, you will be 10 times more happy with your life. So we need to get this word out. And y'all, if you do have any prayer requests, please be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. Our prayer lines are always open and we will always be in agreement with you on prayer. So thank you again for tuning into this episode. I pray that you enjoyed it. I pray that this video found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I will see y'all next episode. Bye.